We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. My co-host, Zach Kelberman. And Zach, you and I are elated because today we actually had news and storylines and remarks and things happening at Broncos HQ after what has been, man, for me anyway, I'll speak for myself, the slowest slog of an offseason since I've been doing this. And that's not anything against our great community and listeners and readers and everything because you guys are what has made it uh, more than bearable. I mean, it's bearable, obviously, but uh, I was just stoked to see uh, see some news. And the first things first, though, real quick, Zach, I got to get your take on Javante Williams in the flesh out there. In a limited format, albeit, but still got a knee brace on. There's video evidence out there. Broncos tweeted it. He's looking like Sean Payton raised some eyebrows a week and a half ago saying, yeah, we expect him back in time for training camp. And it's looking like he's just one of those freaks. And I say that in the best sense, who is going to overcome that injury with, uh, you know, with not ease, but in, in with alacrity. Let me put it that way. What was your reaction to that? He's a freaking alien. I mean, to have three torn knee ligaments and then uh, months later be on the field cutting and running and doing some football activities, it was a, a sight for sore eyes, I'll put it that way. And maybe it wasn't just coach speak or GM speak because George Payton said the same thing, Chad, months ago. I think even in the pre-combine press conference that they expect Javante to be ahead of schedule and play this season. Still a long ways to go. It's different taking one carry in practice versus being in a real game and being hit and uh, being exposed, but it's definitely encouraging. And maybe just maybe Pookie avoids the PUP. It would be dope. It would be dope. Um, I'm feeling a lot more optimistic about that now for whatever it's worth. I mean, Adrian Peterson proved that he was a freak of nature in terms of how quickly he bounced back from that knee uh, to become not only NFL MVP, but produce a 2000 yard rushing season. Zach shifting gears a little bit here, and we're excited because we do have a tonight. We'll feature a superstar segment with Ed Keating. He's going to be joining the show. I don't know about 15 minutes. We're stoked for that. Uh, but Zach, in the meantime, before we, uh, of course, welcome him on, there was a couple topics I want to get to, and I wanted to get in some some thank yous like this from Sam Bam. Love you, big dog. Thank you so generous jumping in. He says, "Evening, guys. Welcome, Eddie." Saying to Eddie, "Thanks for all you do on the Facebook MHH page." Uh, he does, Ed does help us out a lot as an admin on our super fan group, uh, pushing 12,000 members. So it's no small feat. He says, does Sam nice to see the Broncos on the field for OTAs and really nice seeing Javante out there. Hope he has a speedy and full recovery. Go Broncos. Love that, bro. Uh, David McElrath. Thank you. And by the way, both these super chats coming well before we went live. So you guys, oh geez, David says, good evening. Broncos country, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott, MHH for life. Buckham with a B times two and Denver Broncos for life. Love it. Hopefully you guys are feeling as juicy as we are. I mean, I know it's just an OTA practice, but when you've been wandering the desert, dying of no Bronco, anything happening, man, it's like mana from heaven. Troy, dude, great to see you. Love you. Appreciate you. It says, hey, guys, love the video of Javante and love the reports of 
more active practices and that the weightlifting weeks have bonded the team. Very good news today. Let's talk about that for a second. So by all accounts, you know, talking to people who have been at every single OTA uh, and, you know, practice dating back decades uh, at Broncos HQ, Zach, they said this was an unusually intense practice. What are your what are the implications? What, what do you read in that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, worth noting that NFL Network's James Palmer said he can't remember a more spirited practice in the in recent memory than what he saw today on the field. And when Mike McGlinchey met with the media, he talked about the old school nature of Sean Payton's regiments, you know, skipping the install portion of the offseason program phase one to just focus on weight training, strength and conditioning and and building the players up that way. It's the Sean Payton effect. I'm not too surprised by it because it's not a first time coach. It's not a gamble. You knew what you were getting in Sean Payton, and he told you who he was from day one. Literally, his intro press conference, he said, This is how it's going to be done. This is how, this is how, this is how I'm going to undo the Nathaniel Hackett practices of the past and do things my way. And certainly enough, it's uh, shaping up to be that. No doubt. It's been a breath of fresh air. And I thought it was interesting what he said when he was uh, asked directly, Zach, about his uh, quote-unquote new media policy, because I don't profess to have been any kind of an expert or student on how Sean Payton ran things in New Orleans, uh, especially this kind of stuff, for 15 years. Now, obviously, you, you learn a thing or two just paying attention to the NFL based on what he does, his offenses, how he runs his team in the general sense, but like his answer to this question, hey, what, what's up with this media policy? It was a, somewhat illuminating, Zach. He said, quote, this was our policy at the Saints, and I just carried it here. Everyone has been affected. I'm not sure exactly what he means by this, but he goes on to say, everyone has been affected on this side of the building with the way we're doing things. You guys got the rookies for an open locker room, meaning you know media was allowed in the locker room for some quick uh, questions for the rooks. And then I just took away your little Twitter posts during practice. We'll call it even. And then he kind of laughed, closed quote. So I'm not sure what he means by, uh, you know, how everyone has been affected. Maybe I guess he's saying that, look, the players haven't been able to tweet and do some of the things they might normally have liked to have done. I'm not sure. I mean, anonymous donors. Again, he told you what he wants to be and who he is from day one and uh, promises made, promises kept from Sean Payton. He's locking things down at the Centura, Centura uh, Center, <laughs> the Broncos HQ now. I keep wanting to call it uh, UC Health so bad, Chad, but this is how it's going to be. And I think it's required because they have to get back to the fundamentals. Too often in the last half decade, they've been failing the fundamentals inside the building outside the building on the field, off the field, Sean Payton is the one to get all of them from player one to player 53 on the final 53 back on track. Yeah. Centura, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue in the same way as UC health quite yet. I'm sure that'll change. I mean, it took, it took a little bit. See, by the way, we ran our experiment. Look at this. I'm all delayed. The 720 versus the 1080. I'm not seeing any, any upside to doing it that way. Uh, the stream quality. Um, anyway, It'll roll off the tongue eventually the way we want it to. Mike, thank you, big dog. Really appreciate the support as always in the chat. So good to see you. On the note of uh, having so many great people, so many of our great supporters in this chat, here in just a second, we're going to do an update and show everybody where things stand here on the 25th day of May on our Super Chat Superstar uh, competition, the top 10 for the raffle that we're going to we're gonna do on uh, the first stream of June. Marcus Lewis Hanna from across the pond. Love to see you, big dog. Thank you for the support on Facebook. He says, respect to you all at MHH and to all my fellow Bronco fans and uh, love and peace from the UK uh, fan base, Bronco for life. Thank you. Very positive message. Always great having you in the chat, Marcus. Thank you for checking in, big dog. Um, Mike Reno as well saying, loved all the comments today from our coach and new players. They sounded so much more devoted than previous years. Did you get that impression, Zach, that it's a – maybe a different level of commitment or a different level of devotion, maybe a different level of intensity. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I think the intensity comes with devotion. It comes with buying into the message, buying into the program, buying into the culture change that Sean Payton's instilling. So um, between what we saw on the field and also the attendance for a voluntary practice, I think Kareem Jackson was the only one who was not injured that was not on the field today. So it's, 
A plus so far from Sean, who is not all talk. He's walking the walk as well. They're following his lead and they're following a good lead. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. George, bro, appreciate you. He says, thanks, guys, for what your crew does to keep everyone informed about the team, even in this slow time. Thanks to Walden Bronx for life, MHH for life. Hit the thumbs up and share. You're such a prince. And Howie freaking day in the freaking house. He seems to be pretty freaking stoked about uh, Javante saying, evening, gentlemen, 33 is running. I know not a full go, but way further than I honestly thought possible. Hashtag Buckham. Yes, definitely some positive developments here. Um, we can start leaning in, I think, with a little more confidence into some of the more bullish expectations uh, for Javante. Uh, okay, real quick, segue. Guys, you know what we do here as a thank you um, for the support we get at MHH with our Super Chat superstars and, of course, on Facebook. It's harder for us to track on Facebook, so we have a running list, as you guys know. And what we do is at the end of each month, we take the top 10 finishers on Super Chat. That's cumulatively in the month in question. So right now in May, those names go in a hat and we randomly select a name. We're going to do it the way we did it this last time, too, by the way, with a, an online widget that allows us to reveal it uh, in real time. So you guys see it as we see it. But we do that raffle. The name selected. They get to choose a Broncos jersey um, that they want. We get it boxed up, shipped out, sent out to them as a thank you, as a token of our appreciation. So here's your rankings. Now, one thing to keep in mind about these rankings is while all 10 top 10 finishers end up in the hat, whoever finishes at number one is going to have a few more tickets in the hat, so to speak. All right. Then number two, two will have more than three and so on and so forth. So even them still though, uh, if you're in the top 10, you got more than a puncher's chance at winning. So here's how the rankings shake out. We have a new number one, a new number two. At number one, the Lady D, who has done some leapfrogging to climb all the way to the tippity top. Love you, Deanna. Gary Palmer at number two, the GLP, the, the swashbuckler himself. Michaela Israel is at three. It's looking like she's going to be a top five finish. Shout out to Michaela Parker. Number four, the DWI guys, a.k.a. Ethan. Uh, five, Brent P. Love it. Six, F.A. Seven, Michaela herself, both of whom she and F.A. have climbed. Uh, Troy at eight, Najal Toff at nine, Sam Bam rounds out the top ten, and then just a few of the names outside, as you can see here, like David McElrath, Jasmine Irwin, 
Gregory Gaila, Chris Hernandez. So there's your official update on the uh, the rankings on Super Chat for whoops, sorry, Scott, Sharon and Brain uh, for the month of May. Love you guys. Can't wait to see how the raffle shakes out. Kenny, thank you, Big Dog. He says, good evening, fellas. Watch some of the interviews and some of the players during OTAs. I really can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, it's just a different vibe, man. It's just a different vibe. And there's something, Zach, comforting when you watch the clips or look at the images of, of, of you know, the practice. Seeing Sean Payton out there walking around, stalking the grounds, doing his thing, coaching guys up. There's just a comfort in seeing a uh, – a competent veteran of his caliber out there leading the Broncos now, as opposed to it's like I was writing about today. Uh, if Nathaniel Hackett represented chaos, then Sean Payton represents order. And that should be comforting for Broncos fans. And I think it's having a trickle effect on everyone in including, especially Russell Wilson. We'll get to his physical stature in a second and how good he's appearing um, health-wise and, and mentally and psychologically, but Mike McGlinchey, the Broncos' new right tackle, big free agent ticket, he's a quote machine. I want to read this really quickly, McGlinchey on Russell Wilson uh, via Eric Dalala, the Broncos' official site. He said, quote, for the longest time, I really couldn't stand Russell because of how many times he beat us. Remember, McGlinchey was in San Francisco. Russ was in Seattle. Okay. To be in the locker room with him and to be able to be in the huddle with him now has been awesome. But Chad, I was under the impression and the narrative is that Russell Wilson's teammates hate him. So how is that possible that McGlinchey would go to bat? How is it possible that Russell Wilson could go to Nuggets games and do all these things with his teammates if he's so disliked? Maybe exactly. it was the case last year, really quickly. Maybe it was the case last year. Uh, maybe he rubbed people the wrong way having the offices and the, the private this and the private that. But again, Sean Payton came in and said, we're not going to do that around here. We're cutting you off. You are one of the guys. And I think that's made Russell more endearing to his teammates, new and old. Yeah. And it's another thing too, that it's another little piece of evidence. I think that some of those tropes that were so that had become such nationalized tropes of Russ, not uh, fitting in with the team guys feeling like there was a separation and, well, I'm sure there was some truth to some of that stuff, all right? Uh, there was a reason for some of it. I think, obviously, as time marches on, we're learning that more was made of it than was actually the situation. Uh, Michaela jumping in. Thank you, Michaela. The Duchess with a very generous super chat. Love you so much. She says, hi, family. Who do you want to be our kicker? So, Zach, let's do uh, – Since We you never wrote, reacted. We never had our gut yeah, reaction to the – This defense, is it. This, this is our first uh, – our first show since things started cooking, but give everybody a quick synopsis of who these three guys are. And then your answer for Michaela. Uh, they're bringing in, or they brought in yesterday for workouts. Um, Brett Maher from the Cowboys. And he was with Sean Payton in new Orleans in 2021. Also Elliot Fry and Parker white Fry and white have negligible NFL experience. Maher's body of work, I think is more complete. Most people remember Maher for shanking uh, the extra points in the playoffs. He kind of melted down. But during the regular season, he was fairly accurate. And one thing I've learned about Sean Payton, Chad, he loves familiarity. He's brought in players that he's coached. He's brought in coaches that he's worked aside. And I think the next kicker will be someone that he's also worked with in Brett Maher. Yeah, it seems the one of the common themes here, or not themes, a common trend uh, with with Sean Payton and some of the moves the Broncos have made, both coaching and personnel, is if there is a connection to him from the past, uh, it's, it tends to really help a guy's uh, outlook and prospects that's it's trying to land in Denver. So I got to agree with you on that front. But, you know, there's not really a guy amongst that trio that jumps out to me as like, this is the guy. This is why I think the Broncos would have been wiser to have ripped this Band-Aid off way earlier in the offseason and maybe have tried to make a push to get Matt Prater back while he was still out there and available because Prater was, uh, I mean, things started going sideways for him uh, reportedly due to some uh, alcoholism issues and whatnot. But that's supposedly in, well in his rear view, and the dude is a legend. Uh, just ask Pat McAfee. Here in just a minute, we're going to bring on Ed Keating for our superstar segment. We are stoked to talk with him. Zach, I just want to grab one other uh, storyline, and we'll get, uh, obviously, um, Ed's take on some of these very topics as well. Uh, one other storyline, 
Phil McLaughlin jumping in Tucson. Love you, big dog. Thank you. He says, evening. I really enjoyed listening to McGlinchey. Intelligent guy. Hashtag Buckham. Hashtag MHH for life. That he is. That he is an interesting guy. Zach, I know some people might have been concerned by uh, some of the headlines out there about the, the Jerry Judy uh, injury. Sean Payton said he's fine. Can you tell everybody what happened? Then we'll grab Gary. Then we'll bring on Ed. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a scare for a brief moment because Judy collided with uh, Jaquan McMillian, the cornerback, during the open period of practice, and he bruised his thigh. He limped off the field. He sat out the rest of practice on the sideline, but Sean Payton uh, in encouraged or reassured everyone that Jerry Judy is fine. It's just a bruise and uh, he's not overly concerned. As I wrote, they might treat him with kid gloves until next month's mandatory minicamp. No point in, you know, forcing an injured player to be out there, but it's not a long-term issue for Jerry Judy. Everything going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, Gary Palmer. And then we're going to grab, uh, sorry, Scott, we're going to grab Ed. Uh, love you, GLP. Thank you so much for the very generous super chat. He says, good evening, MHH guys and Broncos country. So stoked seeing the players and coach loved the feedback or the feed. I don't know. Feedback from the players. Go Broncos. Hashtag Buckham. Yes, indeed. Still lots to get into. Honestly, there's a few other topics uh, from today that uh, we will get into tonight's show, but we're going to bring on Ed Keating. Now, Ed Keating has been with us as a supporter for a long, long time since probably Zach, I would, I think he dates back to even the uh, 24-7 Sports Facebook I think so too. lives. Um, so he's been with us a long time. He's a supporter. He also helps us in the, uh, as we talked about earlier tonight, in the MHH uh, Denver Broncos Superfan Facebook group. We have a few different mods there that help keep things civil, keep filter out all the noise, filter out the bad stuff. But it's really there as a community for of, of MHHers to go and share their takes, their articles, their pictures. doesn't have to be 100% MHH articles. We don't, you know, uh, say it only has to be us. Whatever's on your mind, we just ask people keep it civil. And Ed helps us do that. Ed Keating in the house. What is good, Eddie? How are you, big dog? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? We are, we are, we're living the dream, bro. We're living the dream. And we've been talking about some of these, uh, some of these topics from today. What was your reaction to seeing uh, Javante Williams out there running drills in a limited fashion, Neona's brace, but seeing him out there running, uh, you know, albeit not full speed again, but your, uh, your reaction to that? Uh, well, I only found out about that probably about, I don't know, 20 minutes before I came on. I was on YouTube just watching videos before I got on here. And the fact that he's even limited out there and, you know, participating – I was excited. I was screaming like a little girl. I was like, yeah, I think he's going to be ready for week one. Should have just did this. You're wearing a Javante jersey, right? Yep. Perfect. How appropriate. What do you feel, uh, Ed? We haven't really got much into it, though, but Russell Wilson took the podium today. He had media availability. He said he feels better. He wants to be the best version of himself possible, and he wants to push himself. Do you think – his weight or something psychological, something mental was hampering Russell Wilson. What do you make of that? Well, from what I heard from last season is that it was pretty much the Russell Wilson show. Hackett had like no authority. It was all Russ's, you know, doing, which is bad, but also I wouldn't say good, but that just tells me that Hackett wasn't ready to be a head coach. They gave too much power to Russ last year. Because I went to Week 18's game against the Chargers, and with Jerry Rossberg running things, Russ looked like old Russ. Yes, sir. Uh, I made videos about this, you know, and everything. And as you know, I live in Denver now, thank God. Uh, but, uh, no, I believe under Sean Payton, Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce-back year. I, I, I foresee, you know, probably 35 to 40 touchdowns and probably about 10 interceptions. Where do I sign? This is dope. <laughs> this is dope. Uh, all right. So this, you know, we haven't talked to you since probably, you know, as far as on the show uh, since last since calendar year 2022, were you, what were your thoughts initially? And just just briefly, and I want you to segue this into just how it looks to you uh, at OTAs now, but your reaction to Sean Payton and just overall the hire and overall the vibe you're seeing with him running things at uh, Centura Health Training Center. Yeah, um, 
No, it's a lot different than last year. Like last year with Hackett, you know, stories were leaking out every day. It seemed like, like the media was in there. You were getting stories constantly on everything this year, nothing. And I like that. There's accountability in the uh, building. Now, Sean Payton has taken what he said he's going to do and he's applying it here to the Broncos. And, you know, I'm loving it. This just tells me that um, the Broncos are in a far better place at this point right now than they were last year. And I've actually gotten this question um, quite a bit lately on, you know, the mile huddle page and other Bronco pages. Um, If you had to pick uh, out of all the head coaches that you would want the Broncos to have right now, like out of all the active head coaches, I'd still take Sean Payton, even over Andy Reid. I know that sounds crazy to say, but, you know, uh, Andy Reid had Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know me, I hate the Chiefs. I don't like them. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's a once in a lifetime kind of quarterback. And I think Andy Reid, you know, he got that quarterback he wanted. Peyton took, you know, Drew Brees, a quarterback that nobody wanted, and made him into a Hall of Famer and the Super Bowl winner. And I feel like he's going to do the same thing for Russell Wilson. Eddie, you brought up something I want to touch on. Chad did earlier as well about the new media policy at Centora uh, under Sean Payton, kind of in lockdown mode. We haven't gotten a chance to hear from the coordinators. And one, particular coordinator I want to ask you about is VJ. You, you probably know how I feel about him. Chad is kind of ambivalent on the hire. I, I didn't really like it at first. How do you feel about VJ coming back? Do you have any concerns about maximizing the personnel like I have? Um, I, I do, but here's the thing. Like I know VJ has been here before, but you know, before we even hired VJ, who were the top uh, or who was the top choice that Sean Payton wanted whenever, you know, before he got hired, he wanted Vic Fangio. I was okay with that too. Granted it had been a year after he got fired, but I feel like with Sean Payton running the show now, you don't need a top five defense. You know, I think top 10, top 15 defense, top 15, top 10 offense. I think you're going to be okay. Like you'll make the playoffs with that. And I trust VJ. I, I don't really, I mean, back in 2018, 2017, it was just, you know, it was hectic. I don't think he was ready to be a head coach, but as a DC, I'm fine with it. A couple of uh, super chats coming in. Michaela saying, hi, Eddie, love the Jersey. And then also uh, Naj saying awesome work, Ed on fire, brother. Definitely uh, spitting some good takes here tonight, Ed. Um, so we talked about, the Peyton hire. We've talked about some of the changes. How, what, what is your view on the draft class and what hay was the Broncos were able to make with extremely limited uh, arrows in the quiver, so to speak? What, what was your take on the class? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. That's okay. I, he glitched out just for a sec. Your uh, reaction to this draft class, real quick. Uh, I was happy with it. Um, I was kind of surprised they took a receiver in the second round. I figured they'd go maybe off-ball linebacker, maybe a center, honestly. Uh, but I guess that speaks volumes on how Sean Payton feels about you know Lloyd Cushenberry. <laughs> That's true, whether we like it or not, Zach. You bring up a good point because I want to I want to kind of change this question up I, I always used to ask like favorite Broncos memory least favorite Broncos memory I think I want to make it a little more micro for this topic Eddie tell me the strongest area of the team in your opinion and tell me the area that you still have concerns about um honestly I have to say from the weakest point last year was our offensive line I think our offensive line is gonna be the strength this year because now you got Ben Powers you got Bulls coming back who I think is going to be on fire Meisner in another year and then now you got McGlinchey on the uh, you know right side. So I feel like the offensive line. Now, as far as the weakness, I would have to say probably inside linebacker, maybe D-line, and safety, honestly, too. Because, like, I, I'm not a big fan of the Kareem Jackson bring back. Like, I think they should give that starting role to Caden Stearns. Like, I know he was hurt, but from the little flashes we saw of him, like I would love to see him be the starting safety back there with Justin Simmons. 
And the okay. good thing is, uh, sorry, Chad, no, no. Uh, really quickly about KJ, Sean Payton brought up the uh, pitch count verbiage when talking about KJ. So it does seem like he's going to be like a backup or a coach on the oh. field, and they're going to give Caden Stearns every opportunity because I agree with you, Eddie. It's his time for sure. Yep. All right, last one for you, Ed. Um, looking ahead at uh, – actually, real quick, I just want to – a few more hellos here for you, Eddie or uh, Ernie, big Ern saying hello, Eddie, uh, Mike Ronquillo, Eddie. I thought, uh, Eddie thought the Broncos, I'm not sure what he, what he's saying there. Um, what was your reaction? And then we're going to let you go for tonight. And again, thank you for making time for us, big dog. Uh, what was your reaction to the Broncos cutting the last lingering member of the world champion Super Bowl 50 squad, Brandon McManus earlier this week? To be honest, whenever I first saw it pop up on my phone, I was actually shocked. But not surprised, just shocked. Because, like, Sean Payton's run things his way. Like, he's wanting to get, you know, and I've noticed this over the last couple of months. He's bringing a lot of people in from the Saints. Players, coaches, mm -hmm. training staff, whatever you want to call it. Like, he's brought in a lot of people from the Saints. And I know, uh, what's the uh, guy's name, Marher or whatever. I think he was with Payton in 2021 in New Orleans. So, it, it kind of stinks seeing the last member of the Super Bowl 50 team leave, but I, I understand it. I'm not surprised by it. This is what Mike is actually trying to ask. So let's let you, let's have you answer this and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off. Mike says, who was your favorite NFL draft pick this, this year? I'm, I'm sure he's talking, uh, of course, for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Drew Sanders. Why? I don't know what position they're going to have him at. Well, if it's outside, I think it's most likely probably going to be inside and, Based on the reports I've heard, I haven't really got to see much, but based on the reports I've heard, he's done well in uh, OTAs and rookie minicamp. So I'm excited to see him. Eddie, I can't let you go without asking you one more question. Just <laughs> take five seconds. Give me, as of May 25th, you Broncos record prediction for the 2023 season. Well, this one's kind of hard because I, I was you know, enthusiastic about last year. But this year, I'd say 10 to 12 wins. You have to make the playoffs this year. If you don't, to yeah. me, that's an epic failure. All the money, all the draft picks you gave up for, you know, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. If you fail, I'm not saying you have to dominate the division. Wild card or bust for me, you have to make it this year. If you don't, you know, we know that Russ is probably going to be gone if that's the case, most likely. And that's going to set the franchise back for at least another, I'd say, two years. Well said, big dog. Guys, you can uh, connect with Eddie. I mean, you have two different Twitter accounts that I can recall, right? Two that are well, maybe uh, maybe that's so, but I'll check it. <laughs> but is it is it Ed Keating eighteen? Right? Isn't that the one, the right one? I think so. Yeah, I haven't been on Twitter in a while, but I'll check it out. The best place to connect with Ed, besides the community chats when we're live and whatnot, is go make sure go go uh, submit a uh, request to be in the MHH Super Fan Group on Facebook. He's uh, chilling there, moderating, and then, of course, you'll see him in the chats most nights here at MHH. So, Eddie, love the takes. Thank you for making time, big dog, and can't wait to have you on next time. And we'll see, I'm sure, this fall when we do uh, the MHH events at the stadium. So we're looking forward to that, bro. Yeah, me too. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be here in Denver, and I don't ever plan on leaving. And one more thing I wanted to say before I get off here. 2023 has been the best year of my life. With all the Broncos stuff, meeting Steve Atwater, going to a game, I freaking love it here. Awesome. awesome. We'll take we'll we'll take those those good vibes and we'll ride them like surfers uh, through the rest of tonight. So and the rest of 2023. So thank you, Ed. Much love and respect, big dog. We'll talk to you very soon. All right, talk to you guys later. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. All Ed. right, there he goes, Ed Keating. Uh, very uh, very opinionated, and we like that. You know, we it's 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 always fun, Zach, talking to people in the community who are very not just opinionated but like strong in their beliefs they believe this mm -hmm. and they'll explain to you why that is and you might disagree with them but uh, in the case of ed he didn't really say anything tonight that i found uh disagreeable very bullish in terms of 10 to 12 wins but it's not far off from what i'm seeing or what i'm feeling which is somewhere around the 9 to 10 win thing but dude the way this team the, the energy seeing them out there because this is the first time we've really caught a glimpse of the Broncos as a complete unit, right? We've heard Sean Payton talk in the offseason. We heard George Payton talk. We saw the rookie class come in a few days ago, you know, 10 days ago, whatever it was. But now they're all together, and the energy and the vibe and just the whole 
think it feels different, but because of the trauma of the last seven years, it's hard to get too wrapped up in it. But I'm telling you right now, with Sean Payton running things, I think you can start leaning into that as well. You can start saying, okay, it's it's all right for me to feel confident, to feel excited about this team again. Like Sean Payton knows how the sausage gets made, and I'm excited to see how it continues to uh, shake out through the summer. I, I think Eddie is a good ambassador for Broncos country because he lives in Denver now. He's right in ground zero. He's a diehard Broncos fan. He watches every podcast. He follows all the news. I mean, he's not a casual, and he's fired up. Despite the last half decade, despite the losing seasons and the turnover and the quarterback failures, the coaching failures, he's fired up. So if he is, I think most of Broncos country also resonates with hopeful optimism about the future and about the 2023 season. Well said. Um, Chris Chances, thank you for the super chat, bro. And, of course, the kind words, Chad, Zach Scott, still the best in the business. You rule. Thank you, Chris. Really, really appreciate that, big dog. Uh, Zach, what was your take to Brandon McManus getting axed? Because this was something that, you know, we've been talking about as, you know, like when the, when the new year first turned over and the season was in the books, we're like, some of the guys we could see being cap casualties, not just cap casualties, but like your, you know, you, your time is done here. Brandon McManus was one of those guys. And the longer we got into the summer, the more I was kind of scratching my head going, why is he still here? Why didn't they act on this? They finally ripped the bandaid off. He's gone. We've heard a statement from George Payton. We heard what Sean Payton said today. I want your reaction to it and then what the real reason you think was behind the move. I thought it was about time. I really did. It's um, people bring up McManus and the Broncos never would have won SB 50 without him. And that might very well be the case. He definitely has a, an established link back to that team, but that was seven years ago now. And seven years ago in the NFL, it might as well be 700 years. It was an eternity ago. I mean, the Broncos don't anything resemble what they were, unfortunately, in 2015. And not just that, McManus has not held up his end of the bargain. He used to be McMoney. He used to be reliable. But when's the last time that was the case, Chad? 2018, maybe? He's been whiffing on kicks outside of 50. It's supposed to be a specialty. He's been campaigning to you know, get on the field and make these clutch kicks and big moments, and he shanks them. He was the NFL PA rep that I think was a little bit of a thorn in the side of the organization, and he was expensive. Uh, he was among the top, I think, eight or top 10 highest paid kickers in the league. And when you're blowing opportunity after opportunity, when you're missing and failing at the one job description that you have, it's time to move on. The NFL stands for not for long. And if you look at Sean Payton's history in New Orleans, he went through kickers like he goes through underwear. I mean, rotating him in and out, in and out until he finds his guy. But at the current salary, at the current cap hit, it was a financial reason. Nothing really personal about the move. He didn't. I don't think he hated McManus as a person, but he recognized that money could be allocated elsewhere and he can get someone like Maher, for example, that has familiarity with Sean Payton. I think you're right that the primary motivator here was cap relief, all right, cap savings. But there's something telling me that Sean Payton, because think about this. You brought up the player uh, being the Broncos player rep for the NFLPA. All right, with that comes certain responsibilities, certain leadership roles that have to be uh, exercised. And then McManus, I think, kind of at times let that get to his head. And I don't like using this word too much because people draw different implications from it, but – I don't think Sean Payton was really too stoked on dealing with an uppity kicker, for lack of a better term. All right, a guy who we know has uh, given previous coaching regimes on the public stage a hard time, uh, whether it was Vance Joseph himself, whether it was Vic Fangio throwing helmets on the sideline, uh, saying things in the media, uh, campaigning to get you know ridiculously record long kicks, and uh, when he didn't get them, throwing tantrums. When he, they finally caved, in one case, and Vic Fangio and he let him do it. Uh, well, actually, VJ let him do one against the the Texans. What I think that was VJ's last year, 2018. Vic let him try one, missed him every time. Uh, I think there was also when he goes, look, do I want to deal with that? Plus, he's expensive. 
And like you said, I have a history and a comfortability with going through kickers and it won't be the end of the world. It was like, yeah. So my question again, though, is why did it take so long? You know, what's, I don't understand why it took so long for them to come to that conclusion when it put them at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of the pickings are slim now at kicker, right? Like everyone that is someone is swooped up. They're on a roster. What you just said made me think of Peyton Manning's old quote on Mike Vanderjacked and the during the Colts days, he called him yep. that idiot kicker. Peyton yeah. hated kickers, man, and he used the uppity word. And I agree with you. I don't think kickers should be uppity. If a receiver is uppity, for example, Chad, you expect that because they're divas. Kickers should be kind of go on the field, kick your ball, and come off the field. See, do your not job. heard. See, Ex- not heard. Exactly, like a center or a guard. You know, you want them to just kind of be unknown, anonymous donors, so to speak. And it's one thing when you're speaking out. It's one thing when you're throwing those tantrums and making the kicks. It's another thing completely when you're campaigning to make those kicks and you're missing them. And on top of that, you are very highly paid to go out there and miss those kicks. I thought it was about time. I did too. And this was something I was hoping in my heart of hearts was going to happen. Again, I'm just a little bit worried about the timing factor. Uh, so we'll see how it shakes out, but, uh, we have James Moss jumping in, but he's saying here, he changed his handle. It's third key boss, uh, for a a promotion. I got at work dope, dude. Hopefully that's congrats then, right? You got a promotion at work. So been watching when I can love you guys and Broncos country, uh, joke them hashtag buck them. Indeed, brother. Thank you for checking in such a generous super chat as well. My friend, hope you're doing great. James Moss. Thank you. If that was a nuggets reference, go nuggets. Yes. So stoked for that, by the way. I mean, yeah. there's a chance for some history to be made uh, in Denver with the Nuggets advancing to the finals. So stoked. Doug Raquel, great to see you, bro. Thank you for the generous support on Facebook. Always, always love seeing you. And here's Ed, by the way, giving some a message. Thanks, to everyone. Hope everyone's doing good. Really good time, uh, and you crushed it, my friend. So good job. We were stoked to have you on. All right, Zach, I'm going through my note here. We covered, uh, well, let me say this. Is, here's what Sean Payton, since we've been on the topic of McManus. Here's what Sean Payton actually said today on the decision to release him. Quote, ultimately, you're constantly looking at what's in the best interest for your team. A lot of the time, money and what your musts are come into it. You guys know this better than anyone. The transactions continue here from now until training camp. There may be a player or two that we are still looking to sign. We factored a lot of that in, and then we made that decision, close quote. So, Zach, in a sense, too, here, you know, we get back to the primary motivator here was cap space. Why? Well, it sounds like they have some a player or two or maybe a position or two earmarked, right, that they might need to, uh, you know, continue bringing some some new blood in depending on how things play out in OTAs and training camp and they need to make sure they have the financial uh, firepower to to make that happen so a little bit of a tease there too I think it answers your question about the timing maybe they didn't do it in February for example because the player that they're targeting whoever that may be wasn't available at that time but now it's getting to be in OTAs, mini camps are coming up, training camps around the corner. Maybe they're eyeing someone instead of themselves, hey, we can use this $3.75 million to put toward player X or player Y. Who that player is, is it Dalvin Cook, for example? I don't know, but there's someone out there, and Sean Payton told you himself that they're targeting. Yes, a 78 leadhead. How friggin' impressive was Mike McGlinchey today? My goodness, that dude has a commanding presence. Yeah, imagine. So think about how commanding he is just speaking. And then imagine what it's like when he's all armored up and it's time to, uh, you know, the ball gets snapped. That's uh, that's Mike McGlinchey. So some major upgrades. And this was something that Russ talked about today as well, the upgrades on the offensive line. And, uh, of course, he's stoked, Zach, to see all those improvements. And McGlinchey also said his job as an offensive lineman, 1A, is to establish the run and 1B is to keep defenses off the quarterback. So if that's... Not the clearest sign yet that the Broncos are going to be extremely smash-mouth, run-heavy team. I don't know what else to tell you. And he also said, I think we have a lot of talent. This guy can be the limit for our group. And winning the Super Bowl is the only thing that matters because he's come very, very close, McGlinchey, in recent seasons to capturing that Lombardi. Hasn't done it. He's bringing that mentality to Denver now. Love it. Love it, dude. I'm really excited about him. Mike, bro, 
big boy, huge stars. Thank you so Thank much, you, bro. Seriously. Love you so much. Appreciate you. So generous. I don't know what we do without you, big dog. And to boot the cherry on top, rocking the Buckham t-shirt in your Facebook profile pic, dude. Love that. You are the man. Phil McLaughlin, giving you props just like we are. So thank you, my friend. Seriously. Um, here we have Michaela Israel jumping in. It's great to see you thank tonight. You. She says, thank you guys for the pod and giving me something to look forward to on hard work days. My form of self-care is listening to MHH. You guys rock. Well, that is uh, that is quite the compliment and a humbling one at that. But you are as much therapy for us. Trust on that. You guys being here, Michaela, give our best to the little man. Give our best to Cooper. Thank you for the support and uh, hope you're having a good week. I was literally going to say it's as therapeutic. I can only speak for myself, but obviously Chad agrees. It's as therapeutic to talk to y'all as y'all talking to us. And we definitely look forward to it each and every single day, each and every single night. We know how blessed we are. It's because of listeners and people like you, Michaela. Thank you. Wow, Brent P. Ooh, wow. Oh, Thank you, Brent. Seriously. You have just come on so strong this year, dude. This offseason, you've been a very helpful, a saving grace, and a joy to get to know some of your takes and opinions and, and whatnot on uh, the subject matter we're all here to talk about, Denver Broncos. So thank you, Big Dog. says, Evening, Chad and Zach. Great show. Did you hear about Jimmy G foot surgery as of today? Do you think we sweep the Raiders this year, Zach? Your thoughts? Yeah, he underwent foot surgery in March, I, I think it was. And um, the sense among the Raiders' brain trust is that he should be available for week one. There's 108 days, though. I'm counting down until that Broncos-Raiders matchup. I don't know about sweep. The Broncos definitely have the talent. They have the coaching now. But I'll settle for a victory against the Raiders after they've been doing the sweeping the last three seasons. Look again, there's that little, you know, you got the the good angel on one shoulder, the, the devil on the other, right? Like there's that small little miniature devil in the back of my mind going, careful now, but I don't see a Sean Payton team getting swept by Josh McDaniels Raiders. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I have a hard time seeing it, but that's easy for me to say. It's brave talk uh when the reality is the Broncos have been swept by the Raiders in each of the last is it three? Is it three seasons? Let's see. Twenty nineteen was the last win. So yeah, twenty one. No, two. Wait a minute. Twenty twenty. Yeah, last three seasons. Sad. We have Sad. to end that streak. Uh, the Broncos have to end that streak against Kansas City as well. Again, they're not going to get swept against the Raiders, but whether they're going to sweep the Raiders, we'll see what happens in Week One. I did not know this, by the way. And thank you, Brent. Again, big dog, your generosity helped us keep the lights on here, bro. Chase says, did you know Mike McGlinchey is Matt Ryan's cousin? I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't that. know that till today. Very interesting stuff. But uh, did you know that, Scott? Yeah. We you were mean? all today years old when we found out. That's right. Uh, Lawrence says, you are the number one. You are, bro. I want to echo something, Zach, you said earlier. Last summer, I took off. It was literally the most time. You could probably add up since MHH has been in existence. He says, was late, got to rewatch tonight's show. All good, Lawrence. You could probably take, since MHH has been in existence, the total number of days I've taken off where I haven't touched anything, keyboard at all. Uh, and it would have not still totaled the amount of days I took off last summer. If you guys recall, I was gone for two weeks. Uh, and I was gone because I was recording the Bridge the Gap album in Fort Collins with, at the Blasting Room. And as fun as that was, I was having the time of my life. It was great super unique experience and uh in many ways a dream come true something missing not being able to check in not being able to come in i mean the writing thing being on the keyboard all that of course is part of it but it pales in comparison to the just the fun and the experience of being able to jump on the microphone turn on the camera got the laptop rolling talking football with zach talking broncos with you so i hope you guys know that when we say that um you know, this is this is is this is as uh, addictive, compelling, fun, therapeutic for us. Uh, I hope you believe it because it's true. Lawrence says, "Got to hit that star goal." That's true. That's true. We got uh, we got a star goal on the line for some cool stuff on Facebook as well. For those of you who support on Facebook, so thank you for that reminder, Lawrence. Yeah, I'm like you. I mean, the rare time that I take off in a year, I always have FOMO about missing a podcast and uh, missing a chance to check in with everyone. 
And it's really become, it's not work. And there's podcasters out there and shows out there where it's their job and it's their, it's their work. I never look at it that way. We're talking Broncos football. We are blessed to do that, Chad. We're even more blessed to have this audience to talk football with. Thank you to each and every one. It is a blessing to be able to do something and make a living at it that does not feel like work. That is one of my mentors uh, when I was a very young man. That was one of the things he taught me is find something that you love to do that doesn't feel like work. And if you lean into that and make that your your business, so to speak, you'll never work you a up, day. You end up exactly. You never work a day. And at the time, I thought he was talking gibberish because the things I cared about, the things that I was passionate about at the time being a young person, I didn't really see a viable path to making that a reality. However, it was because of my relative youth and lack of wisdom, because wisdom is only gained through experience. What I didn't realize was certain things I had to learn to uh, fully actually recognize and appreciate what he said, law of attraction, but really it's do the things that you love to do. And if you, um, if you put in the time, you put in the work, if you're lucky enough to have a little bit of talent, even if it's not the most talent, even if you're not like the best person ever, whatever it is, I don't care what it is. It could be skateboarding, becoming a pro skateboarder. It could be becoming a pro snowboarder, become a podcaster, become a writer, become whatever. Uh, if you put in the time and you, and you exercise that creative bone where you are putting yourself out there, you're not listening to the naysayers because I'll tell you something, Zach, if I had uh, a nickel, for every time people I love and respect in my personal life were telling me I was wasting my time and why are you putting so much of your time and energy into this mile-high huddle thing uh, way back in the day. Same thing with my music, with my band, since I've been 14 years old. Uh, I'd be a rich man if I had a nickel for every time. And it's really, even though it's, it's I think, Zach, in um, it's, it's said out of love and care. They don't want you to waste your life. They don't want you to fail at something that, could crush you and you know if you don't succeed at or, or whatever if you boil it down i hate to say it but it's the truth zach it's really frogs in the bucket syndrome all right that's really what it is don't let them drag you down find what it is you love to do there's a long-winded speech here but find what it is that you love to do and just do it every day do it as much as you can do it as much as you can afford to do it and see where it goes and hopefully you will have anyone out there listening as half of an amazing audience as we do. We do this for you guys. We do this because of you guys. Remember this show, Chad, was audio only at one time. We weren't always live streaming. It wasn't always video. And we did this because we have the people that support us and we appreciate it every second of every day. Tanner, bro, great to see you tonight. Thank you for the super. Says can't watch live, but miss you guys. Just dropping in to show some love. Watching after work. Hashtag state of being, baby. Hashtag go Broncos. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Tanner. Great to see you as well. And even like uh, Keith Brugman brought up on a previous thing that we didn't get to where he's saying, check out some of the other shows at, at MHH like this one. Mile High Insiders, Broncos for Breakfast. Of course. I mean, every single show that is on MHH, we rubber stamp with uh, full support. That's why they're on the network. You know, that's why they're with us. We rubber stamp at 100%. We're behind it and supportive. But even guys like Keith, who's got his own podcast going and stuff like that, you know, keep doing your thing. Keep doing it. Don't give up. Don't listen to doubters. Lean into the fun of it because everything that I have succeeded at in my life that has borne any kind of return on investment, success, monetary, anything, it turned out it wasn't punching a clock. And this punching a clock, there's honor in it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it wasn't out of that kind of a work ethic or an ethic that, oh, I got to go make a living. Of course, I got to make a living, right? But the things that I succeeded at that ended up providing the biggest blessings in my life, Zach, guess what? I started doing it and put the time into it just because I was passionate about it. I cared about it. That's what mattered to me. So that's why I'm lucky enough. I'm seriously, I recognize my um, good fortune to have success in the th those things because it doesn't feel like I, I am working at all, which is a danger into it, uh, unto itself, Zach, because it can be really easy to neglect some of the things in your life when you end up spending a lot of time at stuff because it doesn't feel like work. You know, make sure you spend time with those kids. Make sure you're spending time with your wife. Make sure you're taking care of business. 
I feel like we turned into a Tony Robbins podcast pretty quickly, but everything you said was on point. Uh, and to anyone, if you're listening, finding motivation in this, if you have the haters that Chad was talking about, if you have the detractors, you have two words for them and two words only. Buck you. <laughs> and by the way, uh, love Anthony Robbins, dude. One of the best books I ever read. It was a book called Awaken the Giant Within. So trust, trust on that. The shtick can get a little crazy, but the book itself, really good stuff. All right. Okay, shifting back. Zach, I think we've covered mainly all the Bronco topics we wanted to get to tonight. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do a couple of parting messages here. If you have any burning topics, get it in the chat. We'll get it right before we sign off. But Zach's got a few things to run by you. That was another tremendous episode of the MHH flagship podcast. Follow us on Twitter if you're not doing so already at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad N. Jensen, myself at Kellerman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking, always go to MHHmerch.com. Check it out when you can. If you haven't, go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you're on IG, you can follow us at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. By the way, uh, Jeremy, uh, I got to give Jeremy some special props here. He's in the chat often. Uh, he says, Peyton said Russ looked sharp. I was kind of surprised to hear a compliment. Agreed. And, well, not so much surprised, but taking note of the fact that he complimented him because Sean Peyton comes from the Bill Parcells School of Football Psychology, which means that a compliment is not given unless it is truly earned, unless it is truly justified. And Sean Peyton not afraid to offer up subtle uh, and at times not so subtle criticism on a player, even on the public stage, if it uh, serves to motivate, inspire, etc. action on part of the player. But that's why when Peyton does say something good about a player, all right, seriously, I don't care who it is, my ears perk up because there's meaning therein. It's not like tick when it, for most coaches anyway. Uh, and I don't want to paint with too broad strokes, uh, strokes here on Peyton, but with most coaches, they're going to use coach speak. They're going to say good things about everybody, like a John Gruden, for example, so to where you can't decipher what's real amongst any of it. Uh, but in the case of Sean Payton, when he says something good, especially in light of what we've heard, the things, Zach, we have heard him say about Russell Wilson this offseason, I take it to the bank quite a bit more. Well, there's this like kind of a weird school of thought in Broncos country that Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson right. because they signed Jared Stidham. I mean, I don't think Sean Payton would take the job if, you know, he he was under the he under the understanding that Russell Wilson was going to be the quarterback and he took the job and his best chance of success, both of them are tied to each other, Sean and Russ. So I'm not surprised he's complimenting him, but he's going to keep you know, nurturing that tough love kind of atmosphere because that is what Russell Wilson responds to. Not Nathaniel Hackett, everyone's best friend, hugs for everyone. You have to stay on them and treat them like any one of the guys. And that's what Sean Payton's doing. Brent, one last super chat, guys, and then we're dipping on out of here. Thank you, bro. He says, with you guys talking about the history of MHH, the best pod out there, I have been following from the days Zach was by himself. I think he means to say on Facebook. Uh, but he says on YouTube, so cool. I tell everyone about MHH. Word of mouth, dude. Seriously, it helps every little bit of it. So uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Love you. And with that, Zach, shall we sign off? Oh, wait. I got to give the shout-outs. I got to give the shout-outs. Tonight, much love and respect to the great Super Chat superstars on YouTube, uh, including Brent. Love you, big dog. Tanner, Michaela Israel, uh, James Moss, Chris Chances, Naj Altaf, the Duchess, Michaela Parker. Gary Palmer, Kenny, uh, Troy, David McElrath, Sam Bam, and then on Facebook, Michael Ronquillo going off the hook. Thank you, bro. Lawrence Rivera, Phil McLaughlin, Mike Reno, Howie Frickin' Day, Doug Raquel. Much love and respect. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back Sunday night. Have a great weekend. Have a great, safe Memorial weekend. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. 
Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.